Hi, my name is Sean Chaler. This is my friend Chris Ford, aka the Objective Geek. He's really excited for some. I don't even know. Are you allowed to be excited? Is that in the objective uh, scope of work? Uh, <laughs> yes, I just have to say it and you just have declare to, it. You have to declare it, and it has to be for valid, uh, unambiguous reasons. <laughs> and it is with uh, grateful hearts that we get to be with you here today. In light of all the horrible things happening in the world, we're glad that we get to be here and still do this thankfully i've been more grateful for it's been a humbling day i've been more grateful for everything today Mm -hmm. i don't know about you that's enough about me chris how was your week uh this 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 week is fairly stressful you know i'm not gonna lie (laughs) but uh, the the beginning of the week started off stressful and and for a good reason had a job interview yesterday um don't think i got the job maybe i got the job i don't know (laughs) but it's a stressful experience either way yeah, I always stress out about job interviews, and it gets to the point of like a little bit of anxiety. And uh, and the thing is, is that I hate you know like a lot of people hate anxiety. Is that you know it's for no reason. <laughs> and for me, I get nervous for job interviews up until the interview, and then once the interview starts, it those nerves just go completely away. Like they're nowhere to be found. <laughs> the thing, the, is, the Kobe of job interviews. You got veins of yeah. veins of steel. Which is good. Like, and the thing is, I'm that way no matter what the level of, I'm not, I'm that way no matter the event, right? So like, we would play basketball for intramural city division three, which is lowest division. I would get really nervous before every single game. No reason. There's no stakes involved in these games whatsoever. <laughs> uh, no, opinion probably once... doesn't matter because I get nervous before everything at all all the time. So I. My opinion is probably invalid here because I think I just am nerves. <laughs> but then once I once I start doing those things, including the job interview and basketball, those nerves just go completely away, which is good, I guess. But still, it's nerve wracking. Um, the interview itself went fine. I had to take like a test like beforehand, and I you no, know, I bombed some sections of that test. It was way harder than I thought it was going to be. Uh, <laughs> Uh, as a guy I mean, I who can... develops those tests, I can tell you that don't worry, most people bomb at least big chunks mm-hmm. of those. Like, that's common. <laughs> don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> I make those things for a living. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's good to know. Um, yeah, like a, when we, at Payless, you had to take a test, right? When you interviewed? Mm-hmm. Some kind of math yeah, test, so I, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It, I took that test. I think you, like, had to pass those tests. Um, we always heard that, or I, like I say we, I mean, like, our group, you, me, and those people. Yeah. I don't know if it's true or not, but like what we always like to say is if you didn't pass that certain portion, then you had to be the other thing. You didn't get to be the analyst. You had to be the other. Yeah. I can't remember what the name of it was. Buyer? The... No. Oh, no, no, no. The, um... Oh, goodness. <laughs> what did our friends Sam and John and those people start out? Uh, the... P.O. people? Who... P.O.? Is that, was that what it was? It? Remember P.O. citizens? Do you remember yeah. John Hayden? And, and Sam yeah, McGee yes. started out as that, and I can't think of what it was, but it was the other thing. And when I got into <laughs> HR, I found that that's totally, absolutely false, but it was funny to think about <laughs> on the other side. It's funny what circles around. You know, today, um, sorry, I'm in a negative mood, so I'm going to try to focus on positive things. We talk about basketball. I have positive memories of playing basketball because I like playing basketball, but I never experienced a lot of success at basketball. But do you remember that one time... When we hadn't won a game all year, and then we destroyed yes. that other like pretty decent team by like thirty or something outrageous, just absolutely it, outlandish. 
Yeah. And then we... they got the standings wrong. It was the last game of the year, so nothing, nothing. It didn't matter less than it already does not matter. But they got the standings wrong. Like they got the scores wrong and just assumed that we lost by 30. And then you contacted them and had them corrected. Because <laughs> I was the manager. Listen, we won. The thing no, is. Let me back you up that's on that one because the... that was important to me because we strategized that game. We went in exactly, with the game plan. Yes. We played our best ball by miles. I totally had your back. I'd have done the same thing so thanks chris for doing we, the things that yeah. some people don't want to do <laughs> we we did strategize for like a whole week because because we the guy on the other team his name was Corey, great cody. at shooting threes cody. he would all cody cody and he's right, tall cody. man he's great big, like threes. you gotta get in his and face like six three at least yeah six three six four i, I don't know he's taller but, than us that's for sure so it's like all right yeah, and he would hey. pull up he had a really nice uh he had like a really nice step in it was really clean uh, you know, it's yes. not fast or anything, but a really clean step in. So, like, you had to get in his face about five feet from the arc, and then yeah. we're shorter. So, you gotta, yeah, we, we, yeah, we, all day, we yeah. definitely game plan. Like, we're like, listen, when he gets when he gets three feet past half court, get up on him. Don't let him walk into the three, dude. I'm pretty sure he shot probably three, probably shot like thirty percent. You know, I think in and yeah, we, yeah, I think so. So that was that was a great great game. <laughs> The, and like, and we were, and we were hitting our shots too. Yeah, we were playing really that. good on on both sides. So I'm going to give us some credit because yeah. we didn't usually hit that kind of shots. But I think my favorite part is that we not only like getting in his face, but we also determined like, all right, we're also going to switch. We we switched on a lot of screens. Usually we didn't think this hard about intermediate basketball, <laughs> but we felt like this is a good opportunity. We knew the team we were playing, so we also switched on a lot of screens because that guy was their biggest guy, but he didn't rebound well and he didn't drive well. So you can switch on a lot of screens, almost have like a like a zone mm-hmm. feel, but still not mm-hmm. lose a lot of the rebounding because they weren't they weren't crashing. So I feel like they missed shots and we grabbed every defensive board. I was really proud. Luke Luke <laughs> yeah. Yoder, that guy had he had to have like thirty boards that game. He was tearing everybody up. No, oh, yeah. yeah, great, great Good game. Time. Thanks for letting um, me live that memory for no no <laughs> apparent reason. I just I need some uplifting vibes right now. Uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, then so so I had my interview yesterday, and uh, and all week I've kind of. You know, with coronavirus and everything, you know, we all know the Comic Con, Planet Comic Con is next week. We've been looking forward to it a lot, and yeah, you know, I just thought to myself, it's going to get canceled eventually. And that was even before Corona has taken has gone up another level, and has really infected. No pun intended. Um, actually, I meant to say affected. So dumb yeah, pun. Either, well, either anyway. one. Either <laughs> yeah, I think anyway. Yeah, um, it's really just affected like every single facet of, of life almost every single facet of life um you know so comic-con's been canceled which that's fine i'm kind of glad it got canceled because i didn't want to even try and make that decision because you know there's money say, at least we don't have to decide do we go do we not or whatever <laughs> i wouldn't have been able to my wife uh, comes in contact with with elderly people i don't there's probably a more, yeah. more politically correct term like that's her job so, so we can't even risk yeah <laughs> So I, I'm glad yeah, I, didn't funny, have I was, to make the I was probably more so, <laughs> yeah, I was more so leaning towards not going. I was like, oh, well, I'll wait to tell Sean that I'm not go- not wait until like it happens, but like wait until I wait wait until Chrissy coming to pick me up. And I won't even. <laughs> <laughs> no man. Nah, nah, nah Corona's is... out there, and I was yeah, and I was mostly concerned. Uh, you yeah, know, my wife's pregnant. Uh, due date's coming up, May seventeenth. So. Uh, so, you know, we have concerns there, even though I don't think there has huge concerns for those. You know, most people you're concerned about is the elderly population. 
because those, you know, those rates are, are pretty high, um, pretty startling, honestly. Um, but, you know, I try not to, I try to be reasonably concerned about it, but not overly worry about it. The The hard part is that, like, the, all of these things that are done isn't, I, everybody, we like to view it as, not we, you and me, I think we're pretty level-headed, and maybe a lot of people are. It, it feels like a scared thing. But it's not. Mm -hmm. It's a precautionary thing. All these things that are being canceled, it's not about the people that are going to the events as much yeah. as it is who they come into contact. Like, it's not about you or I making a conscious decision and saying, you know what, I'm going to go, I'm going to be careful, I'm young, I'm healthy. It's about who yeah. the other people we touch. It's almost entirely precautionary, all these things. And so that's hard to accept because it feels like a fear thing. It's it's not. The fact that these billion dollar, these multi-billion dollar industries are, are canceling the 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 highlights of their entire year is 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 yeah. scary but it's it's probably really what's the word i'm looking for almost impressive uh, like I'm, I'm almost impressed by their willingness to do it as a precaution essentially um so yeah um and you know and we talked about before about basketball really the 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 crap hit the fan i think uh yesterday, yesterday yeah when, so today is for uh, yeah. reference today is march 12th uh thursday and yesterday was It'll probably go down, poor guy, it'll probably go down as like the Rudy Gilbert day or something like that. <laughs> something yeah. bad like that. But that's when uh, crap hit the fan. And Yeah, so Rudy Gobert, basketball player for the Utah Jazz, like two-time defense player of the year. He's a big player. It's big. big player. Like, he's an all-star player. Big literally um, and figure. And you know what? Despite yeah. his despite his actions, uh, my all of my understanding of him as a human outside of the past, you know, 36 hours is that he's a good guy. Yeah, he... Yeah, so uh, for reference, he was um, he's he was found positive to have the coronavirus. He had tested for it before. He had he gotten uh, he was felt sick, and he he just felt sick. He was like, oh, I don't have it. And then I think to make light of a situation, like some people try to make light of situations by adding some comedy to it. Other people um, would you know, do it kinda, too. <laughs> like other people, gonna, would we're all going to point fingers at him. But how yeah. many other NBA players or professional athletes would have done the same thing? Like, yeah. So poor guy's um, gonna catch a lot of flack, but yeah. he seems like he's handling it yeah. with uh, with grace. He did come out. He apologized for. It. He says, you know, there's seriousness to the situation, everything like that. His teammate Donovan Mitchell, who is a bigger player than he is, bigger as an all star caliber. Yeah, as uh, he in, yep. he got it. He's the franchise. <laughs> he got it as well. Yeah, yeah, he is the franchise. Yeah. So and then when when Gobert got it, it was like immediate. The NBA was just like, nah, this is delayed. We can't have this, which is really good. On their part, always I love the NBA. Like I love it as like a a fan. Maybe because I've just been a fan for so long that I hold them to a higher regard than like the NFL. I feel like the commissioner does a really good job. Like, he does a good job, and I feel like the players have voices and everything, and they work more well together than like the NFL does. Yeah, there always for some seems reason, I feel to like... be more sh like strife between players and owners, and, uh, team owners, and the commissioner himself. There seems to be way more of that in in the NFL, maybe not as much in the MLB, but I think we just don't hear as much about the MLB. No offense, baseball. Yeah. I'm a third favorite. It's fine. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's, they, they shut it down really, really quickly. Kind of. So like in a theme of taking things for granted, sorry, I'm pointing the wrong way. Oh, planet comic con. It's one of those things that like, I didn't realize how much I was looking forward to it until we started talking about it. I was like, Oh, it like legitimately could get shut down. And then basketball is getting shut down. I'm a huge college basketball fan. Like the idea, yeah. even after the NBA said we're postponing, 
was like, well, you know what? That makes sense. It's the NBA. Those guys play five games a week. Those refs officiate four to five games a week. They're touching everybody, but they're not going to touch the NCAA tournament. And they shut down the NCAA tournament. And like, even I should have known. Everybody knew. But just, I don't yeah, know, I think once the, once the NBA, I think once the higher up NBA, that set the precedent for. Like it almost had to be like NCAA had to kind of follow suit, or they just seemed really it would irresponsible. Look really bad, yeah. But uh, yeah. I think the, the NCAA tournament is worth like a, a billion dollars um, to the NCAA yeah. and all the towns it affects. Obviously, the NBA is probably worth more than that for the quantity of schedule it's going to give up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the NBA will resume. Baseball will be just yeah. postponed, delayed start. NBA will resume. I'm sure they'll play some sort of condensed schedule. Uh, but the yes. NCAA basketball bothers me as a as a college sports fan. I'm kind of sad it's... because it would. <laughs> this is my most selfish side coming out. Uh, so Gonzaga never won a title yet, and this seems like a reasonable year. I'm a KU fan. Seems like a reasonable year. Like it's a very level playing field. So selfishly, selfishly, I was like, can we give the title to like give it to Gonzaga? Be like, here, you're the honorary champions based mm-hmm. on win percentage. Like, it's totally, they have the best winning win percentage in college basketball. Uh, I don't know. I was a little sad that they can't give it out at this point. Can, I mean, they're, they're just completely canceling it, right? They're not right. even it's, postponing it's, it? Yeah, they're not postponing it. It's They're just called it off altogether. Um, wow. I don't know. Yeah. I think it would impact too many other, like, recruiting. They have very specific recruiting schedule windows and things like that, where if you yeah. push it back too much, uh, it would throw it all out of the loop. So they just cancel it, and they will not award it. Which is kind of sad. That is, that is, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So like, just, I, I would have thought there was just some type of workaround there to like have it in June or, or something. I, I guess like a condensed, like just grab the Power Five champions and throw them in a pool in in May or whatever. I don't. But yeah, or at least you know thirty two teams instead of sixty four. Because I mean, there's rarely upsets. Like that. Just... No, we, you know we call them upsets because they don't happen that often. So uh, yeah. <laughs> But no, I, I mean, I, I'm totally on board with this. I know what I said sounds selfish. Totally on board with the yeah. decision. It's just one of those things that, like, it seems like too big to to be canceled or something. So, I, it, but yeah. in a way, it, it's it's kind of humbling to see these these enterprises because it's there for profit entities willing to willing to do what seems like a good precautionary measure. So good for them. Yeah. Yeah, and Planet Comic Con, uh, as for now, will be postponed until late summer or early fall. I would guess it'll be early fall, honestly. Mm-hmm. Or it will just be moving into the next year. Either way, you know, it's it's fine. It's a, Yeah, it'll be okay. We uh, we have been told our tickets will be valid at some point. Yes, either way, our tickets will be valid. I said whatever the next event would be. Because I bought our tickets uh early in events because well one thing we got a 25 dollar voucher for a ticket to get some merch get some grub, and also yeah. i just like buying tickets oh, you thought merch event. i thought food <laughs> no it was not food yeah but the the beautiful part you know you and i even if they hadn't refunded or whatever like we're at a few bucks but some of those vendors uh you know that's probably a pretty significant part yeah. so i was glad to see him address the vendors by giving them the free table at the next event or what have you. So that, that was a really nice thing to do. Way to go. Yeah, I was actually looking okay. forward to buying, like usually I don't, I didn't have, I don't have any, this summer I didn't have any comics to, to buy. Usually I do. I mean, not to buy, but to, to get signed. There wasn't that many creators that 
comic book creators that want to sign anything. I just really want to see four voice actors of Justice League, including Phil Lamar, who actually voices um, the Earth King in Avatar, which I just learned that recently for some reason. Phil Lamar also voices, um, I forgot his name, the black guy from Futurama. <laughs> uh, Hermes? Uh, yes, Hermes. Uh, and he's also the one who voices Static. Oh, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, he I will is only voice like... characters with dreadlocks. That's it. That's all I can do. <laughs> oh, he, he also voices Samurai Jack. He is versatile. That's impressive right there. I would not have guessed yeah. that. And you know, we started talking about the, the McNeil lady uh, a couple weeks ago. Yes. And like after we started picking through, I could kind of hear it. And like, okay, I'm going to yeah. guess that. But like that guy, like hearing Hermes and Samurai Jack, <laughs> that's really hard to. I'll think about it and I'll <laughs> dwell on it. But yeah. such, such is life. So, um, yeah, such is life. Um, but, you know, when whenever there's dark time, sometimes, you know, people try to lead us out the dark, including Brian Konietzko, who is the co-creator of Avatar Lies Airbender. Um, he took to Instagram, which is his main mode of communication. I wish he was on Twitter because that's just easier. And also, I don't get Instagram a lot of times. Anyway, not important. Um, but he, <laughs> Instagram is connected to Facebook, so it's 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 alive. That's that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, but he did give us a little quick update on the live action series um, and how they're doing. So he says, "Hello, friends. Tense times, indeed. I encourage you to take the time to read the following and heed its advice as much as you can." And I'm not going to read the rest of that, but that was good advice. <laughs> what followed was good advice on like from reputable sources on the coronavirus everything like that you know really good advice but i'm not sharing that here so i'm not following his footsteps um but after all of that <laughs> he says there are more important things going on in the world um oh no that's not the right one <laughs> wrong one he doesn't say that he says so he says um he he does say that just not till later <laughs> yeah not till later <laughs> um he says, in other news, sorry for the lack of updates on the live action adaption of Atla. It's been a slow process, slower than we expected, but very exciting. Things are in the works on the project. But there, oh, uh, hang in there. We'll share some info as soon as we can. But there are more important things going on in the world. It is surely going to be a rough ride for the next few months, at least. So again, let's all try to take care. Love, Brian. So, first of all, I, I think this quells some of my previous concerns because at least we're getting updates and he just admits to it being a slow process. And that makes me think more of that the process of creating the show is slow rather than the, like, the, the financial workings behind the scenes. I think <laughs> like that's right, yeah. Yeah. Or like the business things behind the scenes. So that gives me some words of encouragement. I mean, I wasn't like completely skeptical that's going to happen before but it's like hey this you know these things is taking a while i wonder why maybe it could be because of xyz maybe xyz isn't it maybe it's just um you know hey it's, it's you know, a spectrum you, beat, you know and it shifts all the time so when you don't hear stuff for a while your your perspective on the little spectrum starts to move in yeah. action uh i don't think brian's ever really given people a reason to like like doubt his optimism or anything like that so um his words give me give me comfort and confidence on a day when when we all needed it. Thanks, Brian. We appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just good to get 
it's really good just to get any <laughs> news. Just the fact that this thing is still alive and, and well and that they're putting their time into it. I'd rather they put you know as much time into it that they need to get the, the products, you know, and the show, the story right where they need it, which is kind of in a way it makes me think that the show will be more drastically different than what I think we might be anticipating. Like it might not just be a one for one episode for episode adaption. That would be that, good. You know, they're... You know we'd yeah, I'll it's not a Disney cool movie. That. We don't need that one for one nonsense. Come on. Because <laughs> yeah. I mean, to me, like at first, I'm like, oh, it shouldn't be that hard. You already have the script right there. Like, sure, there's other things to do, like location scouting, casting, getting the right choreographers, everything like that. I nodded my head like I know. I don't know, but I trust you. That's why I'm nodding my head. <laughs> I don't I don't know anything about uh, this stuff, but I it sounds yeah. It sounds legitimate. Yeah. And like I said, Brian's yeah. never never given us a reason to, to, to like doubt or feel like he's just drinking the Kool-Aid or whatever. Um so Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very comforting. Thanks, Brian. Can we call you friend of the show, Brian? Brian? Probably not. Someday uh, though. I mean he hasn't reached out back to me. It's been twenty six weeks since I reached out to him Ooh. and Michael D. Martino. Yeah, uh, if you were uh, like in, in like relationship <laughs> terms, like if you ask somebody on a date, for example, and they don't respond for twenty six weeks, it's time to it's time to move on. Yeah. Yeah. So you know what? That's okay, Brian. We'll be here waiting. Uh we'll be ready when you're yeah. ready. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll always be here. Never never feel like I will not we're not going to be have you on no, the podcast. No, I mean, it's been 30 weeks. We're a little hurt. Just come on <laughs> yeah. for like a second just to like, just like, hey, and just give us that little voice sample or whatever. Maybe throw our name in there so people know it's it's legitimate. But uh, <laughs> And then we do, uh, we also, in, in the spirit of saying some more uplifting, positive things, uh, Chris, would you like to share something? It sounds like we've got some reviews online. Yeah, we some thought reviews. it would be fun uh, to share them at this positive. time. Yeah. Some positive, some some not so positive. But that's fair. <laughs> it's yeah, that's of, fair. Yeah, it's fair. I'll get to it. Um, oh, so recently, you know, we we launched our I say launch as if it's a very it was a big ordeal. We launched our Facebook page, and and we got up to um, how many likes do we have? We have like over a hundred likes. So that's really good. Thanks to everyone uh, for finding us. No, you pretty sure pretty sure you guys found us through the. Uh, facebook groups and stuff like that but thanks for liking the page and, and liking all those things i don't have a hundred um, friends so thanks yeah it makes me feel good yeah it's a big number uh, for so me. someone did someone did leave a review on our facebook page five out of five so that's good I like that it says great podcast love listening to it that is from uh nick i won't say his last name you know we we like privacy here except for luke yoder apparently we just name called him oh out. you're right and, and i said john man i just name drop it i hope they don't watch the <laughs> podcast because then i'll be ashamed if they email me and be like sean what the hell sure they do i'm sure okay. my boss doesn't watch this podcast or he'll know that i had an interview to, i know, sincerely yesterday. yeah um, thankfully he is subscribed to my youtube channel but i don't think he watches Hopefully he sees the hour long length of all these and then just doesn't. Oh, he's doesn't. complained about it before. Oh my goodness. Hey, how about that? <laughs> yeah. The thing is, I don't think anyone who physically knows me in the real world watch the channel, but they are subscribed. Subscribe. Like my okay. wife one time watched a video. Cause you know, I talk about, sometimes I talk about random things. I'm like, no one close to me is going to listen to it. And then one time my wife was like on her phone. She was like, did you tell people that we were pregnant? Well, yeah, I mentioned it on the podcast because <laughs> she was reading that like a comment underneath one because someone was congratulating me. Um, I was like, yeah, she was like, oh, okay. 
I was like, why are you looking at my videos? That's weird. <laughs> I like but, how she is protective about being pregnant, and then you're protective, like, why my wife got to see this stuff? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, but Nick continued to say, I thanked him uh, for, my, for a lot because I appreciate it. Nick continued to say, you two and Jamie always have good points and bring up good points. So thank you. Thank for you. That. Thank you a lot. Um, and uh, and the negative review, because, you know, got to stay humble out here. You know what? That's fine. Um, yeah. Uh, where did it go? We, I don't know where it went. I'd, I'd be less it. okay with <laughs> negative reviews if we were like getting paid on the review or something. That would be a much bigger deal. <laughs> but this review is from uh, it is from Apple, so it means maybe a little bit more. Okay. Um, it is a one star review, which mm. I I know I'm biased, but I don't necessarily agree with this review all that much anyway. <laughs> it's from, <laughs> but still. Feel like i should read it because he took time out to do no it. you know what um, and i imagine if it's if it's purely negative my vote uh, i'll leave it to you either way if it's purely negative <laughs> i usually just don't acknowledge that at all like no read or whatever but if it's a, like actually constructive negative or useful negative I'm like okay yeah i can swallow that we'll see if you can find some constructiveness out of it um it's from bag bag bad bob bog is b capital b g a h d b a b um, says so. The title of it is "Disrespectful Host." Um, I was willing to give this podcast. A, <laughs> I was willing to give this podcast a chance as I share a lot of the same viewpoints as the host. That's pretty positive so far. Um, I will stop listening though after the shipping episode. So it's a very controversial episode, apparently, Sean. Um, I know. Sorry if I sound patronizing here. I try <laughs> try not to. I found <laughs> I found the host extremely rude to the guest belittling her opinions which it was jamie um which i did um if we felt like i would just kind of if i felt like i'd be little we'd be little jamie it's more so because we're friends with jamie and it's more so just like friendly quipping at each other but God. <laughs> Oh my god! It's like when I tell a joke that my mother-in-law doesn't get because she's like on a different plane of humor. That's what I feel like is happening. You know what? No, I'm gonna go write Jamie an apology right away. She Jamie. deserves it. Um, she... All right, I hope so, she listens. Um, Jamie has to listen to this episode <laughs> just to hear my apology. Jamie, I'll never fake make fun of your opinions <laughs> or real make fun of them ever again. I promise. Okay, so. I found the two hosts extremely rude to the guests, belittling her opinions. In contrast, she showed nothing but respect to the ships the hosts were advocates of. I get that not everyone will agree with everyone else's opinions, but the flippant way in which they dismissed her opinions was enraging. The hosts call themselves geeks, but then are dismissive and condescending towards fan culture such as fan fiction. Overall, rude hosts that come across as pompous. So uh, thank you okay. for that. You know um, what? Uh, you're right. There are there are there are parts of construction in there that I that I accept. Okay. Well, well, I'm yeah. glad you found some. And um, I think I'm but... also so crying. <laughs> there are there are parts of construction in there, and the last thing, the most meaningful part of that to me is the pompous part. It's like I never want to come off arrogant, because if there's one thing that I know, it's like I'm very Galilean. I don't know anything ever, so I can I can take that piece to heart. I Sorry, do Jamie. think 
my name gives a perception, my YouTube name gives a perception that I'm pompous. I call myself the objective geek. There's a little pompousness to that as if like, not that I am that way, because I'm really not. Cause, yeah. I mean, I'm it's, open it's, to... it's not that it's a persona, but it's a certain amount of like marketing that you have to put into your name and into yeah. sort of the style instead of like, it's kind of the YouTube game, really. I, yeah. I, Chris, I would never call you pompous. <laughs> <laughs> that's not something i've ever described myself as i try to be fairly uh, humble never describe you as um i gotta i am jamie right now while we're doing this live i'm just gonna be like hey you gotta watch this episode i mean i kind of wish he would have or she i'm sorry if i don't know um not being pumped i just don't want to uh, assume your your gender uh, <laughs> but they said they agree with our a lot of our opinions early on so you know hopefully they come back and uh and Maybe give us a the... listen it's not that, uh, you know, maybe we came off as dismissive of the fan fiction, and obviously that has a huge following that we also obviously don't necessarily prescribe to. So maybe maybe we sounded too dismissive of that when we really just isn't within our sphere. Um, you know, I, I could see that being the case. I mean, I wouldn't say that. I, I think it might be accurate that I'm dismissive of fan fiction. I think the, the definition of dismissive would, say that yes that's true because okay. i don't read fan fiction I but i'm fine i don't think i'm kind of counts as dismissive i suppose so maybe yeah, maybe um... there's too negative a connotation around the word dismissive but, uh, well we certainly yeah, I mean, don't I mean don't... to disrespect fan fiction because if we did yeah. i don't think we would ever allow jamie on the show at all <laughs> yeah because jamie we, loves fan fiction we we I bring her don't... on the show to represent the, the <clears throat> underrepresented portion yeah. Of, of literature on our show yeah yeah i respect fan fiction i just don't read it like it's just not my thing i like reading fairly canon things especially when it comes to uh things that have like one continuity have one uh you know one storyline i just part because i just find so much enjoyment in doing those things more so um so i hope i wasn't like kind of saying or disrespectful for fan fiction also i don't feel like we're yeah, um, we tried to be open to a lot of the ships. I think we were open to a lot of ships. Like we shipped everything. You, you probably, so, you probably but, more than me. But in general, it's also worth remembering that that's it's it's kind yeah. of a game. At that particular yeah. part is it's kind. Of, hey. Maybe that's where but, I'm coming you know, off as I'm treating something as a game that other people. That's probably why they go to yeah. the the medium or the thing itself is because they like the shipping potential or whatever. Maybe that's why I come off as pompous. I'm just like, whatever, that's a game. Yeah. But I do know, you know, we've had, you know, we've had a lot of other uh, really great comments. So thanks to, you know, everyone who's commented on, on all the videos very positively. Even thanks to that person, you know, we can always grow and everything. Maybe yeah. be more understanding of people's uh, thoughts, maybe. I don't know. I'm trying to somebody... spin it in some type of... Yeah. I mean, they took time. They were not to mention on iTunes. So first of all, the fact that people are listening to us on iTunes at all, even if it's just that one person, that makes me feel pretty good. And then second of all, they still yeah. took the time to like articulate their thoughts and everything. They weren't just like crap, one star. Like you know, I, that's no, they weren't. And also, it was very easy to read, to and it yeah. it didn't yeah, it didn't feel like someone screaming mm -hmm. at uh, at someone on the internet. It felt more like a uh, a. Uh, a sincere written a thought letter out, so yeah I, I thought out no matter that level of meaning yeah so hopefully they come back to the podcast you know i just I like, apologized like, to uh, jamie in our in our group text but also told her to listen to the episode <laughs> 
Uh, yeah. Jamie, that's why we need you here to keep us in line. She is a great guest. Yes. She's a tremendous guest. Um, she is a great guest. Can't we can have her on. This, uh, we would love to continue to read reviews as they come in, good or, good or bad. You know, I will draw a line. If you just put like one line of negative stuff, I probably won't listen to that. But the other reviews, we will happily read on the show. <laughs> Thank you so much for just participating in any way. Um, <laughs> that being said, we've already talked for like 30 minutes. Oh, gosh. Yeah, we did. <laughs> I know. You know what? It's been a big week, and I kind of needed this as a good sort of functional decomposition in my brain. So I needed this. Yeah. Uh, but as it is, it's time to move on to an episode, and that is book three fire episode nine it's called nightmares and daydreams and it's probably one of the most literal titles of any episode <laughs> in the entire show interesting episode chris take it away all right so the invasion is only four days away team avatar arrives at camillan bay and they have nothing to do except for just gosh i'm a lot like ang now that i think about it got <laughs> days up into and waiting. <laughs> And there's nothing you can do about it except get anxious. That's all right. oh, I don't know why I'm just not real. I watched this episode today. Like, yeah, so had an interview. Was nervous for like three days straight, <laughs> maybe four. Mirrored a lot of of this. Very timely. Uh, and things sometimes I do. I, anytime, yeah. Anytime I get anxious about something, I do have dreams about it. So yeah, I completely relate to Aang in this sense. Um, but anyway, that he part, gets. That uh, part I'm jealous because when I'm anxious, I just don't sleep. Like I dream regularly, good, bad, whatever. When I get anxious, I just don't sleep. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm a good sleeper. I'm a bad sleeper. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, Aang is getting really nervous and getting a lot of anxiety. He has to face the Fire Lord in like three days. He doesn't feel prepared at all. He he doesn't know fire bending. He. He just he just continues to go out of his mind, essentially, um, and he decides he can't sleep like you apparently. So man, Ang's just multifaceted in this episode. It's actually his was kind of an active an active choice. Like he kept having these nightmares. He's like, whatever, I'm just gonna train, and he just did. I'm not yep. I'm not useful when I stay up. I just lay in bed and stare at the ceiling and get really mad. Oh gosh, that it's horrible. sounds horrible. It's horrible. So I use I, ever since I've gotten the 3ds and now the Switch that I have like good portable handhelds for the first time in my life. That helps. Doesn't help me go to sleep. Sure. It helps me not get mad. Yeah. Okay. Th- That's thanks, better. Nintendo. I appreciate it. That's an size to to do more training and and training and. Uh, yeah, it's literally, and he keeps having nightmares. And these nightmares are all really interesting because they're all kind of different anime styles. Yeah, like there's clearly, yeah, there's clearly one that's Dragon Ball Z inspired. Clearly, one that's Naruto inspired. And there's a couple of other ones that I'm just not completely sure what they are. And I mean, they could be um, plucking from different places or whatever. I don't know Naruto, yeah. but Dragon Ball is the very first one, right? Where he's like not wearing yeah. the pants, and so then Naruto is probably the the second one. Um, I, don't I think the second one might be Yu-Gi-Oh. For some reason, he looks like Seto Kaiba. Oh, he, has he does. That, like... He's got like the straight up hair in the second one, doesn't he? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's funny. No, I didn't pick up on all of them <laughs> other than I'm an Akira Toriyama fan, so I did pick up on the Dragon Ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's funny because you're not a big Dragon Ball Z fan, right? Uh, I just haven't. What I've watched, I have really enjoyed. Actually, it's just one of those things that I haven't made it all the way through. So, original Dragon Ball, oh, okay. love it. 
absolutely love the original. And then what I've hmm. watched of Dragon Ball Z, I have also sincerely enjoyed. Just it's on the backlog like everything else. But okay. Kira Toriyama, Dragon Quest guy. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a Dragon Quest guy, but I am a Dragon Ball Z guy. Or at least I used to be. I've kind of. It's, it's gotten worse as not a lot worse. Um, but it's just I just see a lot more faults in the in the show since yeah. growing up. I mean, this is a a series, not a show, but a series. It's been going on for like what thirty years almost now. The original Dragon Ball that was late eighties, oh, like really eighties, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. It's... I mean, it, it's not like One Piece. <laughs> it's it's a. Uh... I mean, they just came back like a couple of years ago, maybe like five years ago. I, or something I like want that. to. Is that another Shonen Jump? One Piece? Is that also Shonen? Yes. Jump? Apparently, that's been going on for like, I don't even know, maybe like ten years or something. I'm not for certain. People tell me I will like it uh, because, like, like Bleach was a little too sort of heavy and much for me. So everybody's like, "Well, watch One Piece. It's like the right level of." The the art <laughs> the art style is is off putting to me for some reason I don't know I don't know why it just I'm sure I'd like it if I give it a chance hmm. I'll try it again someday yeah um okay where we're in there oh so uh, Aang so keeps he, having nightmares yeah I mean between the yeah, nightmares he, has... he does train and Katara tries to I'm still in this part because it's like my favorite part is like Katara tries to calm oh, him yeah. with yoga with hot yoga. And then it like turns into him like paranoia about being hot in the Fire Nation, and then when she sends him over to Sokka for like a fake psychology, like a fake therapy session, and he's got his beard on and everything. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the session, it's tough. there's a lot of good like little comedy bits in this mm-hmm. episode. He's like at the end of the episode, yes. he's like or yeah. that session, he's like, "Would you like to scream into this pillow?" And it's one of the sheep things, whatever the sheep are, half something. Like a, a wolf sheep. I don't. It's it's something kind of off kilter like that. Um, something kind of ironic. Um, and yeah. he so he screams into the sheep, and Sokka's like, "Yeah." Ings like, "No." <laughs> I don't know. This is a really wacky episode. Okay, I interrupted you though. That's just one of my favorite parts. <laughs> And there, and then there's also just a tidbit where I see Toph pick her nose and flick a booger again, and that's always funny. I noticed that too. Yeah, that's always funny to me. A good booger flick. That's just animation purity, right there. It is, just... and when you get a good flick animation and it sounds good and looks good, it just uh, it's the height like, of the thing precision. Weirdly, thing I didn't notice that <clears throat> the characters in Avatar, I think more so than any anime, they feel the the universe feel lived in. Right, like they do things that normal humans do, um, yeah. and in the way they're even the way their clothes move. Like, there's a image we'll get to. Um, Katara's talking to Aang, and like her hair is blowing in the wind, but it's so subtle. Mm-hmm. Right, it's not like whoosh. It's just that's how hair just kind of blows in the wind. Yeah, uh, you know, animation is done really, really well. Or even like even just the sleeping, the series doesn't. Uh... The series doesn't gloss over sleeping or or hunger. The day to day, it doesn't it doesn't turn them into a game like some kind of Hideo Kojima nonsense where it's the focus. But it doesn't gloss over those relatable day to day human aspects in its animation yeah. or its storytelling. Yep. Um, so in some of his nightmares, he faces the Fire Lord, and one he forgets forgets his pants. Another one, he has his pants on. But he's like, well, you forgot about your mathematician tests, your mathematics tests. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's so random. Um, 
And then I forgot what happened in the other one. I did uh, but then you. Aang, like, Man. Aang is just, like, up early training, and, like, everybody wakes up. It's like, Katara's <laughs> pretty much like, Aang, what are you doing? It's like, I'm training. And then I got practice for my math test. Sokka, run up that, <laughs> run up that cliff, that quick. <laughs> climb that cliff, quick. What? Why? Because I had a dream that you tried to climb up a cliff, but you couldn't. I'm a great climber. And it, but he's not a great climber. He's, not, he's like begrudgingly slowly. And yeah. then he he has one for Toph that's stupid and one for uh, Katara that's stupid, like his, his little dreams. And then he talks about, he's got like a fake, uh, a fake Fire Lord set up as like a scarecrow. And I forget what he says. I wish I'd have written it down. Something about like needing impeccable strategy or the Fire Lord's yeah. using impeccable <laughs> strategy or whatever, and then its head just, like, tilts to the side or something stupid like that. But then after... Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. After the third dream, he just straight up starts, like, tripping balls. Oh, it is. <laughs> it's it, Like, if, if we thought Sokka tripping balls was hilarious, or just out there, Aang tripping... Like, Sokka tripping balls is from the outside perspective. It is. That's a third of him, person Of him thing. tripping. Yeah, but Aang is like, no, you're in Aang's head. <laughs> and so you don't know any better. You're also just seeing Momo and Appa pick a fight yeah. in like an exaggerated karate style with the sheep yeah. so chanting it. It's, it's, yeah. it's pretty it starts off, up. starts off, starts off kind of subtly, right? He's talking to Katara. This, this is when things kind of go way downhill. And then eventually he's just like, Katara, I've been thinking a lot. And he, he just like kisses her <laughs> and like they have this very intimate kiss. He's like, and, it, and at that point it feel still feels a little real. You're, you're hopeful um, that like the tiredness is like embrazened him kind of. Yeah. To, to, to go and, for but it. Then, but then yeah. he says, sugar, or says something like, you're my forever girl. And I was like, like oh, <laughs> why is that so easy? Then? Oh, that can't up. be real. I also like, the voice acting in that whole part and you know maybe they did it on purpose but i think it's just because the person playing ang like had to keep the they were trying to go for like the low register the whole time i don't know if you noticed it was really flat he's like katara i've mm. been thinking about this for a really long time <laughs> and that, like, that's yeah. like i think it's just because they're aiming for a lower uh a lower yeah. tone but Oh, his voice did change uh, in between season two and three. Oh, I didn't realize that. I don't think. For real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty. That? Yeah. Oh, you can easily hear the difference. I mean, I'm uh, sure if I like just... side by side of them, I'd probably be able to, or I hope I'd be yeah. able to. But I certainly didn't in an organic. I don't way. think they. I, for some reason, even though I don't have like a very deep voice, I like to brag about when my voice changed. Because I remember, I feel like we had this conversation before on, on this podcast. We like to address the personal questions. Yeah, we like to address Chris's puberty every now and then. No, no, I'll um, hit you with mine that's not as impressive when you're done with yours. <laughs> but uh, my parents were out of town at a CB convention. Another story. Um, <laughs> like CB radio. Sounds like an awesome story. <laughs> Forget puberty. Tell me what your parents did for a living. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, my my dad is like a CB radio personality. Like that is, you know, it's I've a it's that. a whole that. it's a whole about? yeah 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 it's a whole culture thing. Like people will fly him out to judge CB radio competitions. Anyway, that they're out of awesome. town, and my mom calls the home, and I pick up. And I'm like, hello, even though my voice isn't that deep. Hello, and she's like, uh, who is this? It's me, Ryan. Because <laughs> like, uh, 
no, who is it? Like, no, mom, it's me. Ryan? What? I was like, yeah. Like, and the thing is, I didn't notice <laughs> at all. Yeah, you don't. She's like, boy, I thought you were a man. I thought just one of your sisters had a, a boy over or <laughs> something. Um, I don't think my voice was ever deeper than that. Because <laughs> now my, I mean, my voice is idea. fine. It's a yeah. Well, when it you have kids, of, uh, it goes up into a slightly higher register. Well, I don't know yeah. if you do it subconsciously. Usually into the Spider Verse, right? Yes, of course. Yeah. Not. Well, I've seen it. I've seen it like twenty times. I'm getting kind of tired of it. Um, yeah, you my son loves your it. Your son was really getting <laughs> really getting into the repeat mode with that one. But yeah, but it, it you know Miles is like. Um, this is puberty. He was like, wait, no, why'd I say that? I've hey. already gone through puberty. I'm a, I'm done. I'm, I'm done. a man. <laughs> and I found that so stupidly relatable. <laughs> I, I hit puberty. I can't remember what grade it was, but I just got the horrible little mustache just right here. That's it. And my mom wouldn't let me shave. She's like, no, because if you start shaving just for that part, it's going to irritate your skin and all that stuff. So I had to use, my mom made me use Nair on my nasty little mustache <laughs> for like a year until it started coming in a little more everywhere else. And finally, she let me shave. And then ever since then, I've hated shaving. So in a way, she was right, but I don't want to use Nair either. But then I remember being in class and my voice didn't get deeper. Uh, you know, my voice right now is nasally and I crack sometimes. Well, when I was going through puberty, it was like 10 times as bad. Like I couldn't speak in class sometimes because it was just me all crackly and stuff. Like the guy from The Simpsons, that random guy that works in the stores and things. And so my voice yeah. sounded like in my head for like two years in school. It was horrible. Horrible. I don't want For some reason, I just think anymore. you had a voice like John Mulaney or something. Anytime <laughs> he tries to sound like himself, but as a kid. <laughs> I just want to sit here and feed my bird. Wait, no, that's not him as a kid. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> no, actually, it's probably not far yeah. off. We both have kind of nasally voices and that scrawny Catholic kid setup going on. So yeah, get it. Yeah. So that's pu that's oh, that's our God. puberty. Uh, comment below yeah. with your own puberty stories. Make Sean <laughs> make Sean feel better. See, I'm trying not to be pompous by sharing these humbling stories that I had in my life. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. I don't remember where we were in the episode though. I'm sure it was a good spot. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, Momo. Oh, so Katara, Katara, and Aang uh, kissed, but then he's like, "Oh no!" He he realized that he's just daydreaming. She's like, "Aang, what were you doing?" He's like, "Oh, just daydreaming." She's like, "About what? What would it be like to live underwater?" She's like, "Sounds neat." Mm -hmm. I think Katara probably would think that sounds neat. Yeah, sounds <laughs> I found that strange. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he continues not to get any sleep. And he yeah, he starts going crazy, and then he starts talking to Momo. <laughs> And then like Momo talks back, he's like, God, you gotta get it together. Yeah. Or wait, no, that's him no. Momo is encouraging Aang's <laughs> Aang's like weirdness. And like Appa comes in and is like, You really need to take care of yourself, man. And like <laughs> Appa standing up on two legs is like <laughs> the looks weirdest. Really weird. Thing. Well, and his voice fit like his voice fits him. But there's just like too yeah. much new Appa stuff going on at one time with the upright yeah. and the boys. And... <clears throat> I wonder was it D. Bradley Baker who voiced? I'm assuming it was D. Bradley Baker who always does the voices for the animals. Um, he probably did the voice for for them this time around. Uh, it doesn't matter. I'm not gonna look it up. I probably won't be able to find it. <laughs> it's but... just, you can take our word for it. It's a, it's an interesting scene that evolves yeah. into an argument, and then they're like fighting in full anime mode again. I, yeah, I'm not sure what that one's making fun of, but. Um, 
what what finally turns though something oh he goes and goes back to the group and they have made him like a pillow like an actual big really comfy looking i don't know Bed. if they just stuffed a bunch yeah, of shit they, together they... or whatever yeah oh wait before we get to that we gotta go i think we should we should dive more into the into the to the hallucination that he has so Aang some of the best ones he imagines there's like an image of Toph and like the camera pans to her oh yeah and it's just kind of gross in her eyes like her veins come out the way and it's just weird there's there's not really eyes there it's just like it's not sockets it's just like flat kind of yeah it's messed up and then there's one of Momo just doing this like where do they come up with all these things it's, I don't... it's pure it's pure tripping balls i've never tripped yeah. balls but i imagine if you did certain kinds of drugs this is what it would feel like if you were in an anime universe probably True. a lot i've never been high i've never been high before it's not a it's not like it's a regret in life it's just you know i'll never know how that feels if you've been high before let us know how your trip was we want to know about your we, we want to know how your your puberty was and your trips i don't know if this episode makes a good case for tripping though either to be honest let's let's be it doesn't make a real strong positive case for it so yeah <laughs> um well it's funny at least you know i do i do love the varying anime styles and like the first hallucination is my favorite because it's like, but you're not wearing pants and then there's the which you know is like a dream cliche kind of but then the callback to it later is kind of funny um I think. yeah which maybe it's time to get to that callback now. I don't actually know. That 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 one he's sleeping on, a, like it's a bed made of sheep or or something. I don't really remember. Uh, but the group makes him a nice bed after all of his craziness, and he's still like paranoid, but he's still like kind of crawling on there anyway, even though he's paranoid and losing his mind. Uh, but he crawls on there, falls asleep, and then he has another dream where the fire lord's like, "But you're not wearing pants," and he's like, "No, you're not wearing any pants." And then Ozai like screams really goofy and runs out of the picture. So he like finally has yeah, a the, good. The, yeah, he says something like the royal garb, the royal undergarments, the royal jewels, or something, or should the royal jewels are showing, or the royal yeah, something kind of semi child child perverted like that, high quality stuff. Um, yeah, and then he does finally get some sleep everybody convinces him oh you they give him like a pep talk too like hey we know you're gonna do great yeah. we're all proud of you and that urges him into bed that, yeah that yeah that kind of reassures him that like all right everything's gonna be fine he, he, at, he at least this. enough to get him to lay down where he passes out organically um and yeah. then this whole time i will let you dig into we've uh this whole time there has been kind of a, a minor b plot going on i just figured we'd save it till the end because it's fairly small yeah. Um, so there's a big war meeting going on in the Fire Nation, and Zuko is not invited to it. Um, but Zula, and Zuko feels like really kind of insecure about it. He's like, you know, I'm back in the Fire Nation, but my father's still not inviting me to things. And he asks Zula about it. And Zula, I love the way she's just so freaking cavalier about it. <laughs> like, he's like, but she looks cute you know, there. Like, she's very attractive. When oh she's yeah, yeah, she's her. yeah, she's very relaxed, getting her getting her nails done, hair's getting done. She's getting ready for the big meeting, really. It's good you know, Zuko's which, like, yeah, kind of stresses the importance of this meeting that Zuko thinks he's not invited to. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, and Zuko's like, well, were you invited? And she's like, well, yes, of course I was invited. 
He's like, but I wasn't. Mm. It's like, well, yeah, just, oh no, she, he said, the wording is, uh, were you invited? And she says, well, yes, I'm invited. I'm, I'm the princess, but I'm the prince. And then she says, well, act like it and just go. Which like, is pretty solid <laughs> advice. Yeah. <laughs> like from coming Which, from Azula, especially like, is she trying to get him in trouble? Yeah. No, that's actually pretty appropriate here. I kind of do think Azula's kind of interesting and well, she's always interesting. She's a really interesting character, but she's interesting in, in, in the way that she's not necessarily antagonizing towards Zuko in this first half of the season. Maybe only one time where she was like, Hey, the avatar might be alive. And if he is alive, it's all going to go on you. Other than that, the rest of the season, she's been like, but even fairly... that one could argue that that was kind of a. I mean, it. My my impression is that it came off maliciously, uh, but one could make an argument at least that it was yeah. kind of a helpful warning, like, hey, you better make sure you've got your loose ends tied up. Yeah, uh, I mean, honestly, it's really now that I think about it, she she did a lot. I mean, she talked to Zuko. You know, she got him to admit that he was going to see Iroh. She was like, you shouldn't do that. People start thinking you're conspiring with Uncle Iroh. You know, at the beach, she went and go and found him, and they really she she purposely went out of her way to find her brother being all melancholy on the on the beach. And here again, she's like, "Yeah, just go to the things, Zuko." Like she's weirdly being a I wouldn't say a go and go as far as saying a good sister, but at least an indifferent sister. Or I yeah, think, it's, uh... it's somewhere between indifferent and good. At least uh, sort of like politically helpful because at least this would be my uh, suspicion of the motivation is that the pieces are kind of sort of starting to fall in place. Like they think the avatar is dead. Um, everything's starting to settle down. Like she can see how the pieces are going to and should fall into place. So she doesn't have to play the other part of the game anymore. Like she can just, I, yeah. I, I don't know if I'm articulating myself pretty well, but like, she Maybe is very motivated by or... an end goal, and now that end goal is kind of in sight and fallen in a way that she anticipates, so she doesn't have to use Zuko as a tool in the same way anymore. If if she does, it's as a member of a, of the royal family. So it, yeah. that, that would be my interpretation, but I'm sure smarter minds yeah. would have different looks. Look, no, I think Jamie's, that's fair. Got to get Jamie's take on this. She should be here right now, so we can apologize in person. I, I did. I am. <laughs> she gets. <laughs> uh, um, and then, so the war meeting's happening. Zuko decides not to go because he's scared. Because last time he did something that he shouldn't have done in a war room. He had an agony guy, and his father burned him. Um, and he's with, and he's with May and one of the like assistants. Something's like Prince Zuko. Like we're all are anticipating your arrival at the war meeting. It's like everybody says. Yeah, so all of the generals and the, and the five princesses, they have all arrived. The Fire Lord said he would not start until you arrived. And then, like, what a nice that's feeling. like, yeah, it was a nice feeling for Zuko. Um, and he goes to the meeting, he comes back. May is like, congratulations, like, you got everything you wanted. And Zuko's like, yeah, I was the perfect prince, you know, but I just wasn't me. Like, I was literally at my father's right hand. <laughs> Like, and something fell off. And this was finally Zuko getting absolutely everything that he thought he wanted, and he just didn't feel like himself. He didn't, which goes back to what his mom told him before she escaped um, and, and vanished. It's like, Zuko, never forget who you are. Like, he's not himself in, in that moment. And that moment will be 
uh, more attention and light will be brought to that moment um, later on in the series, which I kind of, I would, I would have kind of preferred if they did it here. I mean, I get why they did it in, in the episode of, of uh, is that called Old Masters? No. I forget what that first episode is called of the finale. I mean, Sultan's Comet, something, something. I don't um, remember the four names. But pretty much. I think the Old um, Masters tells, is before the finale. Yeah, it's the Old Masters is the third to the last episode. Okay. What is the... Mm, I can't figure it out. That bugs me. I don't know what it is. I'll remember when I have to type it into a PowerPoint five times. Call call me. But he explains to in the episode he explains to Team Avatar what the Fire Lord's plan is and how diabolical it is. He's gonna burn down the Earth Kingdom. Like I would have liked if they just had that moment here, or maybe they just had a a minute of that moment of uh, just a a part of him being in that war room right here. So it's a kind of a yeah, so that way you can see like Zuko's uncomfortable at this meeting, like subtly that he's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And then later on, you can still have that flashback to this meeting, and you can see exactly why he's uncomfortable. But I would have liked him kind of in that meeting and just observing everything around him. And he can come to that realization in that meeting that you know that that's not who he is. So it'll be a small change, but I think it'll be a good change. Can see that just like it's a little clever, it would be pretty clever foreshadowing to have noted it here and then bring it out later. Yeah, yeah. Such, such is life. Uh, so that that is the the episode. I think it ends with a gosh, I can't even remember now if it ends with the good dreams where the fire lord's not wearing the pants or if it ends with I think so. Zuko I think it ends with the dream with the with the good dreams, yeah. But interesting episode. And that B plot is probably more presence, like probably has more presence than we gave it time for. But it's mostly just mm-hmm. him ordering mm-hmm. my a fruit tart, and that's about it. <laughs> With that, let us get to. Um, oh, sorry, I interrupted you. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, it's your, it's, your, it's your ratings. I demand you go ahead. <laughs> so audio visual gets a eight point five out of ten. This is mostly just because of the different uh, animation styles. Yeah. And just the creepy visual imagery that they pulled off in this episode—that's that's really what jumped it up to this yeah. 8.5. Yeah. Uh, story just got a seven. You could have done without most of this. Pretty much, you could have just had like the five minutes of Zuko in there that I think is fairly essential to the story. Everything else wasn't that consequential. But so it only gets a seven. Memorable. This is a very memorable episode. Um, this is not one of my favorite episodes. I can, I can skip a good portion of it. I guess, but it, it's a really funny episode. Like it's, it might be one of the might be the funniest episode. That's just consistently funny. I mean, it's made to be that way because there's not that much story in the a plot. Um, yeah, so really, really funny. It's an eight out of ten. Brings away the average score to a seven point seven out of ten because I weigh story a lot. And uh, second week in a row where we're really close. Not not quite as close as last week. I did nine on audiovisual because I couldn't think of that many episodes that had sort of uh, a bigger, broader animation. A lot of good sound effects and everything, too. So a uh, big fan of the audiovisuals. Story felt the same way. It's, I mean, there is a story here, but it's literally just padding a, a fluffy A plot around Zuko's little tiny, tiny B plot. That is about all you need. It's not bad though. I mean, at least it all fits together. 
memorable. It's it's not again probably not real high on my favorites list or or something that I think about a ton. Uh, but it's just weird enough. It's funny enough that I I think about it a lot. It's easy to come to mind as soon as I start watching it. I'm like, oh yeah, that's this one. 8.1 just because I weigh story uh, a little less to the extreme, but we were pretty close. Brought us out to a seven seven nine. So not a great episode, but it is funny. I don't. It's it's not one I would ever skip. Like there's no reason for me to skip it because it's entertaining enough. But it certainly yeah. s- sticks out in an unusual way that I could totally see if somebody came up and was like, "I don't like this episode." I get that. <laughs> I can see that. A lot of good humor though. A lot of clever humor and bits like that. So that's it. That's nightmares and daydreams. And uh, I had to capture Aang's end on a positive note, even if it's him on... Well, he's not on drugs. He's on natural drugs. <laughs> uh, next the, week, the most loopy the most loopy that I get, because I would go without sleep, anytime I would like, stay up really late at night, it's probably the most loopy that I've, I've, I ever get, which isn't that much loopy. But um yeah it's probably like i've never really been drunk in my life so the most time anyone's ever seen me remotely um inebriated is in the word it's probably when i just lack sleep the uh you remember being an ra how there's only a certain number of nights that you can like be away from the building oh yeah um so kind of like days off but literally like nights that you can be out well uh i had a pretty nice building and a pretty nice boss is like listen my girlfriend lives in Emporia, and when I go out there, I want to like do a long weekend if possible. It's like, what is the latest that I have to stay for it to qualify? And it was <laughs> 3 a.m. They said, if you stay till till 3 a.m., after that time, the majority of the fire alarms and everything like that has already happened. So like every other weekend on Friday night, I would stay up till essentially 3 a.m. Saturday morning, and then I would just mm-hmm. drive... So I don't remember, I don't think it's a good idea. First of all, kids don't do that. I don't remember really endangering at any point in time, but I do remember being tired enough a couple of times. It was like, I would think that I would see like a pair of headlights in in the rear view mirror, but then it turns out that it was just like my lights reflecting off a sign off another or something like really minute like that. I was like, all right, maybe not safe to drive. Kids don't do that. Or at least sleep beforehand, sleep until three and then go. That's, that's about as trippy as I get, seeing headlights that aren't there. Uh, so next week is, is going to be an interesting week. Next week was supposed to be the day before con. Uh, we had some things planned. So we are still, we're going to do something different. We don't have it hashed out yet, and I don't want to spoil anything or promise anything we can't deliver. Uh, but it's been a crazy week, and we still don't, we don't want to deviate from the plans. We want to do something special next week, something fun. It's a little, little different, little unique. Got some plans in the works. Keep your eyes open. It should be a lot of fun. I feel like I'm already giving too much away. Chris, other stuff I need to mention <laughs> about next week or this week? I don't give anything. Uh, no? No, I look forward to next week. Yeah, it'll be it'll be fun and different. So thank you. One of those, one of those special episodes. Yeah, uh, which our last special episode, you know, I'm, I consider special episodes like the puns and chips, which inspired somebody yeah. so much to write a comment about it. That one's that got a lot of views. That was good. And then the top... 10 uh, uh moments, moments of yeah that was a lot of fun hopefully this one does what he like does respectfully good in the same way as those so in the meantime thank you for being here 
during during this episode. We're very grateful, and we hope you're all safe and healthy and all that stuff. Thank you, as always, for watching. My name is Sean Shaler. That's my friend Chris Ford, a.k.a. The Objective Geek, even if I'm not supposed to be saying last names. My bad. <laughs> we will see you next time. Jamie, we're sorry. <laughs> <laughs>